0: Hey, looking for delicious food and ways to help local Twin City restaurants? This is
1: Glory with Successful Marketing Group. And this month, I would like to spotlight Pimento Jamaican Kitchen on Nicollet Avenue in Minneapolis. Pimento Jamaican Kitchen offers authentic Jamaican street and comfort food using family recipes, fresh ingredients, and
0: big community love. With over 1,380 Google reviews, you'll find favorites like jerk chicken, slow roasted jerk pork, curry chicken, curry veggies, wicked wings, and so much more. Pimento is open for indoor dining, delivery, and takeout. Go to their website, pimentokitchen.com, to reserve a table, order takeout, or choose a delivery service, pimentokitchen.com. Cheryl Reeve promised free agency fireworks. We are seeing some of them starting to go off right now. Cheryl, of course, is the boss of the Minnesota Lynx. This is the Cheryl Reeves Show. And we won't be able to talk about absolutely everything that has happened in the WNBA. You know, Cheryl being in a management position, can only talk about what has been confirmed and what's been processed by the league. But, you know, if if you're keeping up with the news, you know a lot has happened. And anything we don't get to in this show, we will get to in a very a show maybe even later this week when Cheryl can speak more freely about everything. But we've already seen some big moves go down. Again, this is the Cheryl Reeves Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Thanks to our, tw- our uh, producer, Brandon Morton. Cheryl, let's just start here. Which of the moves that we've heard about can you announce or talk about at this moment as we talk here uh, early in the week?
1: Well, why don't we start with the most important ones? And that's uh, okay. who the links were able to, uh, to Oh, yeah, that's to what I, mean, I
0: mean. That's definitely what we want to start with.
1: We'll start there. Uh, yeah, big big signings for us. Uh, really excited about how free agency period has gone to this point. Uh, Kayla McBride um, will be joining us. Uh, we're super excited uh, about about her uh, finally becoming a Lynx. You know, we've played against each other for years, and um, just, just a, I think, a really good pairing. Uh, and then Natalie Achamwa, who actually was a teammate of Kayla's back in college at Notre Dame. Um, you know, Natalie's another player uh, that, that – we have uh, spent some time with, you know, trying to convince her to be a Lynx in years past. Uh, and so finally the timing was right. And, and uh, we're super excited about Natalie. Nat- Natalie is one of the most uh, physically and mentally tough players uh, in the league, in my opinion, and and uh, strong leadership skills. Uh, so those are the intangibles. I, I you know, I love uh, I, I love what she brings to the table in terms of her basketball skill set. You know, we're going to be able to, you know, run some stuff with her through the elbow, which she was accustomed to doing at Notre Dame. Any Notre Dame post player under Muffet McGraw had that ability. Uh, Jess Shepard, uh, Natalie Achanwa, Devereaux Peters. Uh, th- those are players that, uh, we've had success with. So I'm excited. Uh, I think she's excited, uh, to, you know, to be a part of our franchise as, as well as Kayla. And, um, and so that was, uh, you know, pretty good gets for us in free agency.
0: And of course, there's another move that's rumored that hasn't been announced yet. That would also be an interesting player. You know, from the outside looking at your roster, you and I haven't talked in the last you know week or whatever. I see you all of a sudden having this incredibly deep roster with really more starting caliber players than you have starting spots. Is that the way you look at it? And could all these moves lead to a subsequent move?
1: Well, I think I think that's the you know the challenge as you go through free agency is is. Um, you know, these things happen in, in, in kind of layers and, uh, based on how free agency turns out for you, you know, you might be, might be, uh, looking at, a, a next set of, uh, opportunities for your roster. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're still kind of working through all that. And, and, you know, we can only have, you know, depending on which direction we go salary cap wise, you know, we got to get down to for sure 12, you know, it could be a case where it's only 11 and, uh. You know, if you look at the numbers on our roster, you can see that that means that that somebody's got to go. Right.
0: Uh, let's talk more about McBride. More going more in depth on her because she's a fascinating player. I want to remind everybody that. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the program, you can reach out to Karen Cleary, K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Karen used to work for the twins. She's done a great job for our company. And uh she's also helped bring aboard a new sponsor for the Cheryl Reeve Show, Rudy Luther Toyota. Rudy Luther Toyota, you know the name, it's a big name in, in Twin Cities. Uh, and it's uh, in Golden Valley. I've been I drive by it all the time we'll tell you more about rudy, rudy luther toyota coming up here thanks to our longtime sponsors successful marketing group successful com, and vibemn.com com. realtor cara quinn uh, once again thanks to our producer brandon morton wherever you listen to us rate us rip us let us know how we're doing uh so just how good is mcbride's an all-star caliber player how good is she and is she uh, how do you phrase it here is she somebody who could be your leading scorer
1: Well, I think uh, Kayla's had an incredible career. Um, You know, I I think about a young Kayla McBride being with the San Antonio Stars, um, you know, at the end of Becky Hammond's career, uh, Sophia Young's career. She was a good young player that that complemented those two. Uh, Then she goes to Vegas and and becomes a little bit more of the go-to player uh, for Bill Lambeer. Uh, That was pre-Asia Wilson, pre-Liz Cambage. And so she's proven that she absolutely can carry the load for you. Uh, she's doing that over in Turkey with uh, uh, one of the, the best teams overseas. Um, so I, I think that's probably a role that that uh, that she would do quite well in. And you know, uh, but I think any any great player recognizes that it's the balance to to your attack that that leads to your success. If you're the only player, things are a lot harder. And, and the good news for her is that here in Minnesota, she won't be our only player. She's got. Uh, obviously the all-time greatest center, uh, Sylvia Fowles, uh, still playing with us and and, and one of the best young players in the league in the Fisa Collier. Uh, So I I think the balance, um, you know, each of those positions, uh, I think will lead to easier situations for for Kayla. And and some nights she'll carry the team, other nights it'll be Fee. And as we know, Silk can carry the team every night. Uh, So that, and and then, you know, you you kind of, you know, I, I think, for the links is you're going to have to pick your poison. And those are uh, some of our best moments when we have those, those teams that when you have great balance and nobody cares who gets the credit, uh, you have a chance to, to really uh, achieve great things.
0: And in your system, do you see offensively do you see Kayla being more of a two or a three or both, or do you not even look at it that way?
1: Yeah. We, you know, less and less do you look at it that way? Um, you know, she's a perimeter player and we'll, we'll utilize her in a variety of ways depending on who she's, paired with on the perimeter. Um, you know, but we'll use her the same regardless of whether you call her a two or a three. I think the thing that might be different each night possibly could be defensive matchups. And and we always did that uh with Simone and Maya, um, you know, depending on, on skill sets and so I see some of that, you know, the same abilities with uh Kayla added to our perimeter.
0: And with Natalie, is she uh in either or of Sylvia or could they play next to each other?
1: Well, I sure hope they can play next to each other. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's what you hope for is versatility. And that's what we see in Natalie. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to pigeonhole any player, especially Natalie, into, into only one spot, um, you know, behind Sylvia Fowles. That would be a very, very important role for her, uh, for sure, as, as we look to get Syl off the floor more and manage uh, her overall health and, and uh, making sure that, you know, she can be uh, her very best all, all the way through the season. Uh, but Natalie also should be able to uh, play some power forward for us as well.
0: With the roster, the way it looks right now, it also looks like you would have the opportunity to have bigger lineups or smaller lineups, depending on which you would prefer. And I don't even know if I've ever asked you this, but do you go into games saying we're going to play big today or we're going to play uh, small tonight because of our opponent? Or do you are you more likely to send out what you think is your best lineup and make the other team try to match you?
1: Yeah, I probably think the latter. I think once you settle into, um, you know, kind of who, what your identity is. Uh, now, I think you know, play calling would 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 uh, maybe vary, you know, based on like you're saying that the strength of a team. If you've got size advantages, then you know your play calling would would obviously indicate that. And and uh, you know, if you if you you know see somebody that you know isn't able to get through screens, you're you're probably you know, going to run Kayla McBride around the perimeter and have them, you know, have them chase her. Uh, so just the idea that that you could play, you know, uh, more dynamically, uh, a little bit harder to, you know, kind of predict, you know, your, your play calling. I, again, I, that's the stuff I enjoy is, um, you know, yeah, maybe the overall strength of a team might be one thing, but maybe they're not good in something else defensively. Well, we're going to hit that pretty darn hard. Uh, and so to have someone like Caleb on the perimeter that you could, attack in multiple ways i think is important
0: well, i'd like to ask you about the process of free agency for you going through it this winter and i'll talk about some moves around the league and just you know get into just how excited you might be about all this we do want to thank our sponsors again welcome to ruthie luther rudy luther toyota uh thanks as always to Successful marketing group dot com that's glory ramsey's operation. She, she's been advertising with us for a long time she also organized and put on the winter wear drive that that uh that brought in $20,000 worth of donations for homeless youth. And as always, want to thank Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. She is now with Vibe Realty. VibeMN.com is the place to find her. And uh, she recently sent out a note to her constituents saying, uh, there's nothing like good reset to organize our latest goals, ambitious, and, and of course, real estate plans at Vibe We aim to provide valuable knowledge and tools to help you make the best decisions in the real estate realm. Read up on the latest from our navigating real estate guide. Check out our feature on the eclectic Northeast neighborhood. And lastly, peek at our recent market update. Here's the being in the know again, go to vibemn.com, and you can check out their navigating real estate guide. Very informative. And of course, car is someone you definitely want to work with if you want to sell or buy a house, especially in these interesting times. Uh, So has this, free agency process been different than anything you've been through before because you built your team, teams in a lot of different ways over the years, but this feels like the first big let's get better in free agency specifically type push.
1: Yeah, I think it was, you know, it's, it's much like the draft. It's all about timing, you know, of the free agency class and who's available. And um, this was a, a, a really you know, exciting free agency class. If you look at the names that were becoming free agents, you know, whether it's, you know, Kayla or, or, or Natalie, Uh, to Diana Taurasi, to Sue Bird, Um, just, just, I mean, all over the place. There's a lot of great names that you saw. Uh, Now, in years past in our league, you might have seen those names, but you never suspected that a Candace Parker might leave her team, you know, or Chelsea Gray. Uh, So there was, I think for the first time in a free agency period, you started to, you know, maybe as a result of last year's, uh, it kind of gave us a, a foreshadowing of maybe what free agency would become uh, this offseason, which is, you know, players are actually, you know, willing to leave their team. Uh, in some cases, it's uh, for a much bigger payday, which we haven't typically had in free agency because the, the salary cap, uh, the way it was situated in, in the last CBA for the upper echelon players. Now, you know, your, your top players in the league have a chance to make significantly more money sometimes if your team that you're playing for is in more of a cap crunch uh, you got to make a decision. You know, do you like the idea of being a part of that team and, and, and maybe taking less money? Uh, or do you like the idea of, you know, like let's say it's $25,000 difference, well, a three-year contract, that's $75,000. And so the, the decision-making and things that went into it, I think for players, you know, has changed drastically over, over what, the, what the old CBA presented. And, uh, and so I think for us, the timing of these players being available was really important. We were well-positioned salary cap-wise uh, to take advantage of you know, opportunities, you know, if players were uh, willing to, to leave their teams and, 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 and to, you know, to be Lynx players. So uh, we had that sense that, that it, it would be, you know, a, a strong class and, and there would be at least some movement, you know, as I anticipated, uh, once we got into free agency, it became really apparent that um, a lot of the top free agents, it's a crazy number, uh, actually left their teams and we just hadn't seen that before.
0: Do you feel like a college recruiter where you're trying to sell your program, your city, your facilities, or is it more just about uh, the right contract for the right player?
1: Uh, it's much easier than college recruiting. I wouldn't wish that yeah. on anybody. <laughs> um, but no, there there is an element. It's, it's like anything you're doing. I mean, I, I said this before, it's you know, I think, you know, sales has a negative connotation to it, but that's what, that's what life is. Uh, you know, you're like, even, you know, coaching, coaching is sales. You got to be able to, you know, sell the idea of why a player should do something. Uh, and so it's, it's the same thing in free agency. And, and, you know, you, you certainly want to, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, a player understands what they be getting into. That's, that's what I'm really big on is uh, I don't want to talk anybody into anything. That's for darn sure. I'm not going to, uh, you know, be, be a seller who is embellishing and, and that sort of thing. And then when they get here, you really can't come through uh, for the things that maybe that you shared during free agency and you're recruiting. So, um, you know, just, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward. This is what the, the vision is. And, and this is what we have here. Uh, I said it on our last pod. We have a lot to um, for, for players to look at with our franchise and say, okay, there's nobody else in the league that has that. And, and you know certainly uh, an owner like Glenn Taylor is really valuable to us. Uh, our facilities, again, thanks to Glenn Taylor, really valuable to us. Big selling point for us has been our staff. Uh, I think uh, players appreciate the staff that we assemble. Uh, they have the legends like you know, Katie Planet and Rebecca. Um, so there's, there's a lot. And then, and then I can't you know, I, I don't want to uh, forget uh, the biggest selling point is the players on our team. You know, people. You know, the Sills' reputation and Fee's reputation of who they are as people, and and our culture as a result of it. Uh, that that's the biggest sell.
0: What moves that have been made around the league uh, can you talk about at this point, and would you like to talk about?
1: Well, I think at this point, the you know the official signings that that we know about. Um, you know, the little bit surprising, uh, Alicia Clark uh, leaving the Seattle Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was one that probably people didn't anticipate. But again, you, you start to look at uh, a player at a certain age and, and has, you know, probably closing closing on her, her last contract. Um, you know, if, if her team isn't able to, you know, financially uh, do what some other teams can, it, it really makes you start to look at, uh, again, because it's your last, uh, you know, paycheck, so to speak. Um, and so you really have to analyze that pretty hard. I don't know if that came into play for Alicia or not, but uh, uh, Tarasi returning to her team, you know, kind of bucked the trend. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, is, is, is a, and I'm, I'm happy to see that. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I've never been an advocate for players changing teams. I, I like the old days. You know, where you knew who was going to be on the Celtics and the Sixers and, uh, you know, like, you know, for the, you know, the annual battle or the Pistons and, you know, certainly our team, you know, uh, through, you know, the better part of my decade and being with the Lynx, um, I don't even want to know <laughs> what would have happened in free agency if the free agency was the same, you know, if the money was the same, you know, we were very fortunate. Uh, we were able to keep our team together and and those guys wanted to play with each other and almost never were out of contract. They always extended. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm happy that, uh, that, that D will, will remain a a Phoenix Mercury. And and it appears that Sue Bird uh, will will remain in Seattle. Um, So those, those are, those are newsworthy uh, for those teams. And, um, you know, Cheyenne Parker to Atlanta, um, was reported last week that that did come through. And, and so that's a that's a nice signing for Atlanta. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think, you know, James might have another uh, in Chicago, have another Parker in mind, uh, hmm. which will work out well for him, too. But uh, but, yeah, those are the things that we that we know today. Those are some of the bigger ones. Um, but, but there's lots to lots to come uh, as the contracts start to flow in.
0: You know, Chicago has lost some stars during their their time. It feel is it does it feel different when James goes there and is able to attract stars?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's you know some of the things that I mentioned about about Minnesota and facilities and 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 you know etc. Um, you know, Chicago's had a little bit tougher go uh, in that regard and kind of getting themselves on a footing uh, to be seen that way. Um, you know, as as a franchise that. Uh, you could win a championship and the way they treat you, et cetera. And I think that um, this, this goes a long, long way. And I think James is a, is a very big reason why that has happened. And, you know, to retain, you know, Courtney Vandersloot Sloot in free agency, I uh, believe it was last year uh, and Allie Quigley at a time when maybe it was teetering, you know, coming off of uh, the firing of another coach and, you know, they had to get it right. Uh, Michael Alter, you know, the Chicago's ownership, had to get it right in the hire and they did in hiring and James and you know James getting coach of the year in his first season uh really you know they're well positioned uh you know to to be in the conversation to win a championship and um you know that's that's something that's um you know for them really is is coming at a good time
0: so we're watching the nfl and always the nba go through cap hell where they're you know every it's like every team that's trying to win is over the cap and, or managing the cap or trying to desperately get under the cap the Vikings are probably going to cut twelve million dollars here to get under their cap uh what's it like for you at kind of in the early days of the WNBA free agency is are you constantly playing that game or has the money not grown big enough at this point where that's a real problem
1: well the the money didn't grow big enough um you know, it, it, like the, the cap increased by 300,000. What grew was what you could pay your, your top players. And so uh, the, managing the cap has become much more difficult. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, you know, if, if you uh, look around the league, you know, some of the free agent signings that will come in, you start to do the math and you go look at a depth chart and you say, well, that's, that's not going to work. There, there's going to be, you know, players available. And that's why I always say that after free agency, you have to look at what the fallout is. Uh, the fallout is trying to, you know, people trying to navigate their their cap situations. Now we have a hard cap, so there's no, you know, going over the cap and then getting under the cap. Right. <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's no going over the cap.
0: <laughs> uh, last year when we were talking, you said that you thought the market was a little crazy and you wanted to make sure you were responsible, and that and you thought there would be some good deals this year. Has, is it turning out the way you expected?
1: Uh, you know, last year was. Last year was such a um, interesting year in terms of the free agents that were available and that they were, um, they were, you know, giving, you know, you know, uh, first round picks. We haven't seen a lot of that in this free agency period. So, you, so I don't really know what the market value would be for a free agent um, that that uh, you know doesn't want to be with their team and wants to sign somewhere else and therefore wants a four year deal at the supermax. That, that's what we were seeing last year. There were two in Dewanna Bonner and, and Skylar diggins Smith that uh, sort of led to that. Um, I haven't seen that, and, and so I haven't seen anything crazy. But I, I do think that um, in the you know probably could be a week. You know, sometimes these things take longer. Could be a couple weeks. You know, I, I do think we'll we'll see you know some trading action start to happen.
0: Last question for today, and hope we'll get back together and uh, talk about some other moves here soon. Uh, what's your level of, excite- of excitement here? Uh, because it certainly looks like you built a really deep, talented team. Uh, you're also in a league with some, you know, really high end talent and some great teams that aren't aren't going south here. What's what's your level of excitement and, and optimism as we speak here today?
1: Well, we we feel like we did well in free agency. We like our additions. We we shored up some areas um, as a basketball team that we thought were important. Um, and what I like about the way that things have, have, have kind of turned out that uh, this is a team that we can grow with. This is not, um, you know, a one year story, you know, there's no stop gaps. This is, I think we're going to have a group that you say that, you know, that you got some young players, you know, you have some older players, but it's, there's got a real feel of longevity to it. And, and so, you know, now the next part is, is the, you know, is the basketball piece. Um, and, and you know really start to you know, begin to think about you know, the best ways to put them in positions to be successful, that's really exciting when you think about it. But there's a, a long way to go as, as the other rosters you know, take shape, and you know, we won't know until we get to May you know, exactly what everybody's going to look like and, and go from there. But I think there's, there's reason for uh, excitement, and, and I don't think we've ever lost that, which, which I'm really proud of, um, you know, I, I think our team, you know, our 2020 bubble team was really fun to watch and gave us lots to build on. And um, and then, you know, hopefully we can get our fans back in 2021 and, and get to see us in person. And and, uh, you know, I, I think we'll have a really strong product for, uh, for them to to be fans of.
0: Let's get a final thought from Cheryl on any topic she liked. I want to thank again Rudy Luther Toyota, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com, Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A Quinn, C-A-R-A Quinn. You're at VibeMN.com realtor. Thanks to our producer Brandon Morton. Uh, final thoughts, Cheryl.
1: Well, February one is uh, is the start of Black History Month, um, and and so uh, shout out to the Greensboro Four. You know, it's it's the anniversary of the of the North Carolina A and T um, students who uh, did the first sit in uh, at the Woolworth um, counter, and and so uh, that was a really remarkable time, and 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 what it led to, and I reflect on that and I think about how things are today and and the, the need for um, you know shining the light and and, and what what protesting um, and, and standing up for the things you believe in uh, can do and and so um, just want to acknowledge that uh, you know, that that really important moment in, in the Civil Rights Movement
0: Good stuff. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, we'll talk more about that next time we get together. Uh, thanks to Cheryl for her time, as always. Thank you for listening. Again, uh, wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate it. Uh, rate us if you get a chance. Uh, spread the word. We continue to grow. i and proud to have Cheryl on the network. We'll talk to you next week.